0: Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We now give you fortnightly roundups of Walford Life.
1: And it's all because of that bitch,
0: Corona. (laughs) Does she know Carol?
1: Probably. I mean, bitches tend to, don't (laughs) they?
0: I'm the money. No, the passport. No, the phone that Sonia stole. Emma.
1: And I'm hiding in the Vic Piano. It's me, not Daniel. I'm just waiting for Derek to come back so you can play me a tune. Connor, so what have we got coming up this week, Emma?
0: We're rounding up two weeks of episodes, so we're discussing everything from Vinny's party to Whitney's kidnapping. This episode is recorded during the pandemic. We are social distancing. We're recording over Skype. The characters we are about to talk about are now self-isolating. Whitney is apparently isolating with Michaela. Phil doesn't know what all the fuss is about. He's staying indoors, but he just thinks it's another cold. Karen had heard about what Donald Trump said. You make your own mind up on what she's up to. And remember everyone in Walford, tonight we're getting together at 8pm, as usual, to clap for Sonia. Scenes that we are about to talk about with four favourite, lovable, fictional characters were recorded before the coronavirus.
1: But first... He has
0: the jingle. Dun dun dun, 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 dun,
2: dun,
1: You ain't my mother!
0: Yes, I am!
1: Get out of my pub! You need
0: a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! I'll get coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Stice! Pop please in the fridge. Sausage surprise! Hope, hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. Good night! We hope you liked our little disclaimer, slash disclaimer within a disclaimer. <laughs> i mean we had to
1: didn't we we had to we had to do it
0: all tv shows are doing it so why not podcast say eh?
1: oh my god i live every time i turn on eastenders and that <laughs> woman says a little disclaimer i crack up i love even it even my partner who's not a major eastenders fan but has basically been watching it because
0: you
2: know you he's, got,
1: he's got more time to do it <laughs> um even he's like oh my god why is she saying this when it's a tv show <laughs> like a soap
2: opera.
0: they're fictional characters i know
1: it's a fictional soap opera set in a fictional area in london filled with fictional people
0: those clearly, people are real clearly filmed in advance by the real actors they're hardly doing that the day before
1: yeah just to think it's going to inspire people to stop, <laughs> not social distancing well you know I saw that uh, Big uh, big Mo wasn't uh, social distancing so I thought well I'm not I'm not if Big Mo's not
0: Mick open the vic I'm off I'm going see you I there I thought pubs
1: are meant to be shut Mick's <laughs> opening it I don't even get started on honey she just lets anyone take whatever they want off the shelves
0: <laughs> I could have three items at the minute Mart. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to kick off with a few shout outs and actually just a big shout out to you all. Thank you all for listening. Hope you are still enjoying the podcast and it's getting you through lockdown. Uh, maybe you've learned a new skill while you've been locked down. Maybe you're binge watching TV. Who cares? I hope you're all safe and well.
1: Yes, as Emma already said, hope you're all safe and, you know, keep them busy and just living life as best you can.
0: So kicking off with Apple uh geordie girl 64 said love this podcast unique take on my favorite soap really makes me belly laugh too hats off to them for making it work during lockdown you can tell how much they love what they do
2: Aww. oh
0: fellow geordie
2: hey, hello oh, geordie yay hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta shout out our kin don't worry our kin um I just want to say, like, we do love what we do. We really enjoy oh, yeah. having a laugh and interacting with everyone. I think anyone who follows us on Twitter knows how much we enjoy that interaction. Everyone on Instagram as well, like, they definitely know how much we enjoy the interaction from, from you guys listening. And it just means so much. like,
0: It does, because like, we, we just started this originally thinking, like, no one would listen. And that would just be yeah. us two chatting about your to... No one. <laughs> and now yeah. people are actually getting involved and joining in and following were and leaving lovely comments. It's just really nice and. It is. Thank you for saying we're making it work during lockdown as well, because it is. It is a strange I mean, is thing, difficult. isn't it? it it's it's a
1: struggle.
0: Doing it though, we're doing it.
1: We are Emma. We are.
0: <laughs> nothing stops us doing this podcast. not
1: nah, nothing.
0: Not even nothing. the bitch corona.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go tell that Carol Baskins, we're taking this lying down. We're going to send Corona a ton of rattlesnakes for its birthday. That's what we're going to do. And on Twitter, we also got some lovely comments, didn't we, Emma? We did. We got some lovely comments from our good old pal, Annie May, where she said she... Just loved all the spider drama and the <laughs> impressions.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you like having Mick back?
1: <laughs> yeah, <Jordy> Mick.
0: <laughs> Jordy Mick from the West End.
1: Very unique uh, take on the impressions. Um, I feel like we've took a little bit of artistic liberty with the characters, but I mean... You know, who who can say anything? We're in the age of corona. Anything <laughs> goes now.
0: Also, I am actually hoping the spider makes a reappearance this week. I'm, I'm missing him. I haven't seen him yet. Well, I haven't even, heard you scream.
1: <laughs> I have a story about that spider, right? So that spider, that's not a problem. It's just a, an, an ordinary spider. The other day, I went Ooh. to go to the toilet at five o'clock in the morning, lifted the toilet seat up. <gasps> And in the rim of the toilet, there was a false widow spider. Oh, my God. Why Why did it come into my house? How did it get into the toilet? What was it doing there? It was just a
0: nightmare, Emma. Oh, did I ever tell you about the one in the shower? When I oh. went in for the shower one morning, I was just like, la, 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 do me hair. Next minute, I turn. And on the shower curtain the whole time was this huge spider. I screamed, got out of the shower and just ran. <laughs>
1: We've got another lovely comment from a new convert, oh. apparently. Yes, we've got, we got a newbie. Welcome to the crew. Welcome.
2: <laughs> it Welcome. You sound like a gang. Absolutely. Who are Welcome we? Welcome to the crew. Where Tiffany's old <laughs> <laughs> Where, the, where the, the drug
1: pushing guy that Tiffany used to hang out with. I love that. It's got a job for you. <laughs> so, yes, our new convert, Katie Phipps said, currently, on my one permitted trip to the shop, keeping distant from everyone and listening to A20 podcast. I mean, thank you so much. I'm glad that we can be there to kind of, you know, make your social distancing and treacherous journey outside, you know, more pleasant.
0: I like that we were keeping you company at the shops as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming the queue was really long.
1: You probably managed the whole episode, wasn't <laughs> So yeah. I'm glad that we can be there though with you. Yeah. Like I'm glad that like as as all this strange stuff is happening and scary stuff is happening, we're like there.
0: I hope during this time like we're cheering you all up and you're having a good laugh where they're just banging on about your
1: <laughs> What a perfect distraction from the bitch that is corona.
2: Collin Call be a party. party.
0: <laughs> Will you call on Vinny for a party?
1: Oh, I mean, I would. I mean, it was it was rocking, wasn't it? It was
0: absolutely yeah, it was. bouncing. But all all my concerns would, oh, were with the call centre. I know they I turned it into when it a nightclub for the night, but where was the call centre? I need to know. Where did they put it all? Is it safe? I need to know. <laughs> where would it go? <laughs>
1: Where is she? (laughs) Where did did you put them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like that was fabulous. It's just, it completely, it fits with the Panizzards so well, right? That, like, they run all of their businesses from home. And so Vinny, naturally, when he's doing a night, decides he wants to do it in a house rather than, like, you know, a venue.
0: How well would they be coping with lockdown, though? Literally everything's done in the house. There's no change to their routine.
1: I know. they would be <laughs> loving it. Work from home. They'll not have to worry.
0: Party from home. Everything. all four. sorted.
1: They've probably got a gym.
0: <laughs> a spa. <laughs> Swimming pool.
1: I mean, you name it, they've got it in there. <laughs> so, yes, it all starts off, doesn't it? This little magical adventure when Vinny decides he's going to just waltz into rubies, set up on the decks and start playing music.
0: It all stemmed from that one strange moment.
1: (laughs) I love her reaction because instead of being like, okay, get out of here.
0: She was just like, like,
1: great, I'll give you a shot.
0: Yeah. And then obviously he convinced these brothers to both go with Suki Mm -hmm. because at first it was Jags going to be staying and then, He's like, mm, no, I'll stay. Karat thinks he's got a girl coming around. So yeah, he's like, don't worry. Don't worry. So the big bad K and J-Dog, they were off with Suki, Queen Suki. Queen Suki leading the,
1: leading the army.
0: Leading the army. And Vinny took that opportunity to send his invitations out for a party at their house that they did not know about.
1: I think as ideas go, Vinny, um, probably not the best, because if your man finds out, she is one scary woman. Oh, yes. She is capable of lying about having serious cancer to her children. I wouldn't put anything past pastor oh, Suki. No, she would. She would do anything. Can you imagine how she punishes people? I can imagine she like locks them in cupboards or something. That's what
0: I was thinking. I was like, I bet she's going all Tommy on Cherry, locking yeah. her in a cupboard.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just love it though because then like. We never get really that much of an explanation on why they're going all the way up to Middlesbrough, do we? Like a no. full-blown explanation.
0: It's just like really brief that they need money and they're going to go and see go their uncle. Yeah. like, And then that made
1: us all like suspicious. Who is their uncle? Is he connected to why their dad's in jail? Yeah. It's just got me asking like a million questions. So yeah, I am interested to see where it goes. I wonder if we'll see this Middlesbrough uncle turn up eventually.
0: Or their dad. Imagine. So Vinny obviously invites to help him. Party extraordinaire who hates liars. Hates liars. But loves a drug deal. It's only Dotty Cotton.
1: Oh, Dotty's back on it. She's back on the push, isn't she? She's pushing them drugs. Oh, good old Dot. That, well, good old
2: Doty. <laughs> imagine Dot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagine Dot, <laughs> oh, wow. Dot turning up at that party. That's I amazing. love
1: that. Oh, that's got to be like an alternate universe. We've got to write that into
0: the <laughs> you Did you see on classic EastEnders where they didn't have the music in the background and Dot's like dancing?
1: Dancing. It. Ah, ah, ah. Brilliant. It's amazing. First ever silent disco.
0: That's what that was.
1: Was Dot. So yes, Dot is doing her best, you know, pushing drugs, despite the fact that last time when she did that, our friend basically almost died. Despite that. Forgetting that
0: time. And also the fact that there were contaminated drugs from a drug dealer. So I'm wondering where she's getting them from now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably from a, a much more reliable drug dealer. So as the party's getting in a full swing, Dot is off chucking our drugs around. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's, you know, tripping and seeing little green Martians running around the room or something. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, so when that's happening... Little <laughs> <No>,
2: green Martians! <laughs> so I saw that happen. <laughs>
1: um, so as that's all happening, the neighbour, the little lady, doesn't doesn't like the noise. You can just imagine I can't you, with that broom? <laughs>
0: Keep oh, it down! I wonder it was like Mr. Heckles on Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
1: absolutely. <laughs> we've all been there where we've had, like, a neighbour or something who has been like that. Like, you know, you could drop a pin and they'd be like, what's that noise? So, yes, that woman's not having it. She's really annoyed. And so she makes a little call to the detective, a.k.a. Noise Compliance Officer. But... To- sort
0: this mess out Ruby did come in she did warn him Ruby walked through that door she said she's not coming to the party but she's going to give him a chance at the club because she was weirdly impressed by I love it really (laughs) impressed
1: by a house party very different to doing like (laughs)
0: to be fair (laughs) to be fair to Ruby here they're much different these house parties these days to what we were used to I mean that
1: is true she was probably you know Used to gaslit lit tables and stuff, wasn't she? Sorry, just not that much older. People bring in lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Chateau de Mont, <laughs> 1882. <laughs> just blow the dust off it. <sighs> Good old days when we used to have house parties around you know candlelight <laughs> candlelight <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah pies certainly are what they used to be not like the 17th century <laughs> <laughs> i love how i do just make us just sound so decrepit like it my favorite it. it's because i've got a really old soul anyone who meets us oh, will yeah. know that like Me and Emma really do We're like little old people trapped inside very young people's
0: bodies. (laughs) When you're in your 20s, but in your mind you're 80. Yeah,
1: yeah. Feels like it, especially after Corona. (laughs) Feels like I've been in this house for at least 20 years. (laughs) So yes, she comes in, she likes what she sees. She's like, I'm buying that. I'm getting some of this.
0: But I'm not staying for it. I've got yoga. Yeah, that's true. That's
1: true. Very busy. Mind you, can I just say, how late to say yoga run? I know, I
0: was like, this must be late, it's a party. I want to put a little request out to Vinny. What time did you start your party? Uh, oh. I need more details on that. Also, Ruby, what time does your yoga start? Because obviously it's a light nights now, so that was dark, so I'm very confused.
1: It's like vampire yoga. You'll know <laughs> it well. <laughs> 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 Just to say, it broadened my horizon with when it comes to men. So, you know, gone is the living. You know, those men, they just go with anything that's got a pulse. Me, I go with things that don't have a pulse. I'm after pasty, blood-sucking vampire men. And that's why I go to vampire yoga.
2: <laughs>
0: Sponsored by the Twilight film series.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. i love that if that was what she was actually doing.
0: What time exactly. did it get dark now?
1: I don't understand the soap world because sometimes it gets very, very dark when they're like, it's only four o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> meet, me for, meet me in a few hours. I'm like, it looks about nine o'clock as it is. You're going to go meet at the thing at
0: 12. Well, it's like when Callum and Phil organise in which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. And they meet in the dark. And I was like, I'm so confused at what time this is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me and Emma are very sensitive human beings. We require exact times. I need an exact time now. <laughs> Things need to make sense. If they don't we get very, very confused.
0: It has to be past eight o'clock.
1: Exact oh yeah, I definitely think it's past eight o'clock.
0: But what yoga would run? <laughs>
1: <past> <laughs> exactly. Eight I'm clock. so confused. Unless unless Emma, here we go, conspiracy time. Ooh. Unless Ruby's not going to yoga. <gasps> Never even thought about that until just there. I just thought, God, yeah, that is odd. That's just going that late.
0: Well, we did see her go to McClunkey's and get some <gasps> chicken. Maybe she pretended to go to yoga, picked up the chicken and then just went back.
1: Just just went around the corner and just ate it. Ate it in the alleyway.
0: And just, that would be, <laughs> be so good. <laughs>
1: I would love that. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me. Just get some chicken and just go sit in the alleyway. Feel disgusted. it
0: will be like, oh, I'm definitely going to the gym to nah, I can't bother. Just
1: <laughs> eat some cake. <laughs> that would be me as well. I love that. I was thinking maybe she's got a secret fella, or maybe it's something to do with Stacy.
0: Oh, her and Stacy go to vampire yoga. <laughs>
1: exactly (laughs) Stacey's new boyfriend a new fella it's how it's why Ruby likes him because obviously you know she always has to have what Stacey has so she's like I want my very own vampire so I'm going to go to vampire yoga as well (laughs) anywho back to the party (laughs) back to the party um Everything's not going great because as no. soon as Ruby leaves, practically, the police turn up. Like, as I already said, little old Madge downstairs is like, I'm not having any of this. Uh, this noise is absolutely, this noise is outrageous. That's what I imagine she sounds like. you oh, like, I upstairs! Oh, upstairs, sorry. I don't know why I stayed down.
0: She said, how? I, I, I was like, where? <laughs> where was she of the buried under the floor the pavement? <laughs> she lives in the basement. She's
1: the basement lady. Uh, 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 <laughs> I just don't know, I don't know why I stayed under. It's because I keep imagining I being that neighbour who's got like a broom sitting yeah. in the ceiling. <laughs> it's because Mr. Heckles yes, lives
2: downstairs. She's
1: upstairs. She's just banging that broom oh, downwards. She's banging that room downwards, corner, Yes, keep making all that noise. It's bloody outrageous.
0: It took and ages so then... in my brain to actually go, she's has
2: upstairs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's actually climbed out of her window, climbed underneath them, and is now banging her butt. not even in her house. <laughs> so, yes, um, Madge calls the police i'm calling her madge i don't know what her name is i'm calling her madge i
0: feel like ruby said her name but i, I also can't remember but that sounds like she would be called that
1: i feel like it's a madge kind of person madge
0: yeah we we'll just call her madge
1: and so yes yeah, she's called the police and the detective who you know is the most obvious person to come solve this extremely serious crime of oh he's complained <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a serious offence. Serious offence, Emma.
0: I mean, I'm surprised the forensics weren't out.
1: I'm sorry, me too. I'm surprised he didn't knock down that door with a battering ram and was like, right, you're all under arrest for the, the serious crime of making a noise. <laughs> so, yes, he and his, like, fellow police officers break up the party, don't they, Emma? They're not having any of this. They're like, get out. Madge just had enough. She's furious. And she wants his out, but as all this commotion's going on and all the commotion's outside, some bloke tries it on with Ash and I am not happy with him am I? because he just waltzes up, demands that they start kissing, which, by the way, is never okay. Like you're you're basically wanting them to act like straight men's porn fantasy or something. It's just weird, and rightfully so. They turn around and tell him where to go. And then he says some really nasty, mm. horrible, you know, all the usual stuff that women get when they reject a man. And then, Finney over So he kicks him. I mean, I could understand why he did it, but I'm a bit like, oh, you could have killed him.
0: Yeah, and uh, the police are there?
1: Yeah, probably the worst time to choose to do that. <laughs> you should have just left him to go on a rant, because the police are literally yeah. walking into the room. You would arrest him for homophobia.
0: So Ash grabs... Vinny by the face and tells him, like, the police are outside. Like, stop it. Take him into the bedroom with Ikra and, like, hide.
1: Aggressive in her tone, but only to to get him to understand the severity of what's about to happen if he gets caught.
0: Because at this point Ikra's seen a different side and she's not liking it, but at the same time she was trying to protect her brother from the police.
1: Yeah. I mean... It's, it's really interesting because the police do what all EastEnders police do very well. They don't bother to check the stories, do they? <laughs> they come in, Standard. i just literally got them just in another room. And she's like,
0: nothing's happening here, I've just arrived. I've not been at this party at all. Even though I'm dressed like I have been.
1: Even though it looks like I've got a drink in my
2: head <laughs> <Can you imagine? laughs>
0: So she tells the police like she's really angry, angry with her brother. It's all right, she's got it in hand now. And she talks about the mirror and how it's broken and how her mum will be really upset and that she's a doctor. And the police are like, all right, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, and then, so then they just kind of leave them. They mosey on out, arrest Keegan, but we'll come to that later. And Ikra, it's a little bit taken back by the way that Ash is behaving because they they pay off the homophobic person like that they're, they're, they're not friend but yes. sort of friend
0: so Vinny had been collecting money on the door and they use that money to pay him off so he never comes back again and that he won't tell anyone
1: i mean i love it because when does that ever work in eastenders pay someone off <laughs> when does it ever really work the only person i've known it at work was when sonia did it to that man who got it by martin what happened to him Gone, gone Emma. He he just wanted that money.
0: And Sonia didn't even give him the whole amount of money. I
1: know. So, homophobic guy paid off. Ikra's a little bit disturbed by, for lack of a better word, disturbed. I don't mean she's like, you know, like grossed out or like horrified, but she's just unsettled by how easy it was for Ash to kind of slip into like paying people off and. And taken and charge. And, and also, I think she reminds that of, of Suki. And she even says something like that, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: she says that she's uh, like Suki. And I think it's because she lied to the police as well. And so she's seen that she was controlling the way Vinny was reacting. And I think she's just she's seen what Suki's like and what the family tend to be like in these situations. And she's like, whoa, this is not the Ash I knew. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, it, to be fair to Ash, right, like... This is what kind of happens when you date someone. You learn more and more about them. But I feel like for Ikra, it just came as a shock because she yeah. only ever saw Dr. Ash, you know, lovely party, life and soul of the party kind of girl. Like, you know, that that's kind of the person she's been around. And I think this was the first real time she saw her kind of slip into those dark roots of a family you know th- those those dark behaviours like you're saying like manipulation and, and lying and and criminality like I, th- I feel like it kind of puts settle down a little
0: Well Vinnie says that Ash left them for four years so when Ikra's met Ash she actually wasn't around her family at all at any point so I, I find it really weird because obviously they had that chat Ikra and Ash when Ikra was saying how different she is
1: and oh, I did love that as well.
0: Ash is really confusing because she's saying like she has to protect her family and that she doesn't want to choose between Ikra and her family. But at the same time, she then says how she left to get away from them. She doesn't like <laughs> that the followed are here. She wants to escape them and she wants to be with Ikra.
1: But then at the same time, Ikra's also manipulative and uh, you know, controlling. That's what she literally says. So it's a bit like Right. I'm confused, Ash.
0: Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. And also, how is Ikra controlling or not Ikra
1: is not. Like, come on. Everyone who watches the show knows that Ikra is not controlling. She looks after and supports Ash. She doesn't really like make her do things or behave a certain way. Suki came in and said "You know how Ikra and her are just never going to work out. I feel like it kind of comes from a, a place of she feels like culturally they're just not compatible, but I actually feel like Suki just doesn't want a daughter to leave home. I think Suki wants her daughter just to be at home. I don't think she minds really who she's with, but I think she prefers a family not to not to be far from it. Look at her. she lives with her, all of her kids. They're all adults, but I think I, I feel like that's where she comes from. Obviously, Ash. Is quick to defend Ikra, which is, again, interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: because she's so like, oh, she protects me. We've well, just said all she's that stuff. She's controlling, manipulative. manipulative. Now she's like, she protects me. But that's the same with the whole, I want to be away from my family. I want to protect my family. Yeah. I want to be with you. Don't make me choose. <laughs> I just wanted to know, because they still didn't pan to it, mm-hmm. was the call centre back and looking good? Was it that? I mean. Or was it okay?
1: I didn't see it, Emma. No, I, I didn't. didn't see it. I think it could be very, very damaged.
0: Oh, that will be awful.
1: Might have to get an actual call centre. They might have to go and, God forbid, have a call centre outside that house. <gasps> Imagine, maybe they can sell up in a lingerie or something. <laughs> so, moving on, after her tirade of defending ICRA-slash- not defending Ikra, like <laughs> after her very complicated um, monologues and discussions about her, her relationship, Ash, I think, realises that this has all been blown out of hand. She is confused and conflicted in what she's saying and goes and apologises to Ikra. And not only that, we get what we've all been waiting for for a very long time. And I love you.
0: But Ikra didn't sound too convincing when she said it
2: back. Da, 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 da,
1: so Whitney starts out her week thinking there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. But at the other end, a shadow does loom.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Whitney starts the week uh, chatting to Grey. Yeah, there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. But Leo's mum's creeping, creeping.
1: Creeping. She's creeping now. She's She's
0: doing it. She's now sat listening and watching. And I don't understand. Has she forgotten? She originally came to the square to say to Whitney that Leo's crazy and is going to follow her and do stuff because he believes he's dad. And then she was trying to stop him. And then she got hit over the head got locked in a boot and said he was crazy and she never wanted to see him again, but now Whitney's the crazy one.
1: (laughs) She came into the square to save Whit, to stop Leo, who she knew was nuts. But no, Whitney apparently is to blame for both, you know, Tony's death and Leo's death. I mean, what is this woman on? She's clearly, like, unhinged. She's just taken a leaf out of, like, Leo's mad book. And it's just running around the square accusing Whitney of, like, the most heinous of crimes.
0: I don't understand how you can know someone's crazy, try and stop them doing what they were going to do, but then blaming someone else for what you knew that your son was going to do. <laughs> Does no one remember that she was actually going round the square at one point going, has anyone seen Leo King? Does anyone know where Leo King is? Does no one recognise her? Put the name with it and go, yeah. He why his mum creeping around?
1: Hey, why is that mad looking woman? running around the square saying horrible things about Whitney. Like, do you know what I mean? Come on, it's a bit weird. I I don't understand what's happened to her. Maybe that hit to the head actually did change her. Uh, You know, maybe there was some serious cerebral damage there.
0: That's what I'm thinking. It's the only explanation as to why she suddenly changed.
1: Leo's mom is just basically on the warpath, guys. She's waging war against Wit, And eventually... Like, Whit just say, sit down with her, doesn't she? She just confronts her, and she's just like, listen, I'll I'll tell you everything. And to be honest, she is kind of, like, lulled into a false sense of security, because Michaela, Leo's mom, like, goes, please, I just want to know what happened to my son. Something like that. And, like, really plays on Whitney's emotions. I mean, who wouldn't feel for a woman who's just lost their child, their only child? Unfortunately, though, it's all a facade. She is... Livid. She wants Whitney to pay. She wants her to burn. She wants her to be, like, you know, hung like witches in the past. That's what she wants. She's not going to settle for anything less.
0: She's getting a pitchfork out. She's
1: getting her pitchfork. She's getting the rest of the town's folk. That's what she's doing. <laughs> she's like those people from, like, Frankenstein, you know, where they all come out, Monster! <laughs> with flaming <and> torches. <laughs> that is literally, that is Michaela right now. That is who she is. <laughs> She's an angry mob wrapped up in a middle aged woman. <laughs> but don't worry Emma. Because who comes to Whitney's rescue?
0: Ruby walks in the door. Actually, this is something I would do. She went to yoga and then decides ah oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some junk food. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, you, you exercise and then you have junk food because you've worked off enough to have that now.
1: Exactly. It's redressing the balance, isn't it? Exactly,
0: Matt? exactly.
1: Do a little bit of healthy, do a little bit of unhealthy.
0: It's fine. It's fine. I'm with her there. That's, oh, that's I something am. i do. I'm so with Ruby there. <laughs> I'll that go to the gym bad. and then have a chocolate muffin. That's just the way it goes. Perfect, yeah. So Ruby sees them together and she stops to check if everything's okay. Everything's not okay. So I'm just going to lie and say I'm off to eat my chicken at home. So Ruby leaves with her chicken in hand and goes off to see Grey while Whitney's telling Michaela the story of how she killed her son.
1: <laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely little bedtime tale there. Yes, yeah, stabbed him to death.
0: <laughs> I don't get when she says she stabbed him. He fell on the knife. Exactly. Well, what it's did so happen? Like Whitney, you didn't. You were holding it and he slipped. He tried to stab her
1: before that.
0: Yeah, and we're kind of forgetting the bit why he was chasing her around the house for a knife.
1: And living in an attic.
0: And living in an attic.
1: <laughs> like, come on. I just don't understand how that Michaela, I, even in her warped, delusional state, like, could think that he was innocent. It's just insane.
0: So it's all getting a bit out of hand because Michaela's not happy about this story, which she probably wouldn't be. I mean, she was mm. like, literally, like, I killed him. So you kind of know that's not going to end well. Luckily Ruby went and got Grey and Grey stops whatever's happening and it's like, you shouldn't have been talking to her.
1: Mm-hmm. Intimidation of a witness.
0: And Ruby stays while Whitney gets carted off by Grey because he's he's not happy while he's talking to yeah. her.
1: And we all know that Grey's like her new knight in shining armour. Yeah,
0: Gritney. Gritney's happening. Brittany, we, we've Brittany's settled, happening. settled on Gritney rather than Wei. Yeah,
1: because I uncomfortable. feel like Gritney really emphasises... The
0: dirt. Yeah, it makes oh, me feel uncomfortable, and it should. So it's, yes, it's gritty. <laughs> when Ruby was staying talking to Michaela, she said that they always look out for each other around here, and I was thinking, no, you don't.
1: No, they don't. I was joking.
0: Like, I mean, we've actually wrote a list of yeah of just a few just to jog Ruby's mind. Uh, what about when? Martin didn't believe Ruby.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. That lovely one. During the
0: consent storyline. Does everyone remember that? What about when Max was wrongly accused for killing Lucy and everyone knew about it, but just let him go to prison anyway?
1: Yeah, basically became a pariah. Do you remember? Like everyone hated him.
0: We've got Sharon at Christmas and everyone just let a pregnant woman be homeless.
1: Let a pregnant woman be thrown onto the street, made homeless, and then also humiliated in front of a pub full of people, none of whom stood up and said anything.
0: And also, we know Hunter was bad, Yes. <laughs> but Mel was also grieving, and uh, no one wanted her to get a funeral for her son.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could go on through the years, Bradley, Janine, Stacy. Um, you know, name any any character and there will be a point where people have basically turned their backs on them when they needed them.
0: If you look out for each other, why would you sleep with your best friend's husband? Exactly <laughs> Oh my god, I hate I
1: hate that storyline. I hate <laughs> Ruby. Ruby and Jay was a much better parent than yes. Martin and Ruby. The two are just not compatible to me and also not. it makes Ruby look really horrible.
0: Do you be over movie any day? <laughs> <laughs> it's Martin and Stacy, all right? It's Martin and Stacy.
1: Exactly. We are Martin and Stacy fans here on A20. We will not be moved in our convictions.
0: We shall. We shall not be moved. We shall moved. not be moved. <laughs> We shall, not. we shall
2: not be
1: <laughs> Is it even an A twenty podcast if we don't break out of a song? Like, <laughs> following on from Ruby's lovely little you know, we look out for each other like here on the square. I mean he's do Ruby, but that's lovely. Um you know, that's a lovely world view, even if it is delusional. It's almost as delusional as Michaela, who you're you're basically trying to, you know, convinced to
0: we? Lovely sentiment. Um, lovely sentiment.
1: <laughs> lovely sentiment, but completely false. Yeah. <laughs> one person who isn't all about pretty sentiment is Gray, and he has a few words to say to Michaela
0: too. Oh yeah, Gray goes off on one of the. Which fair enough because she's ruining the case. She shouldn't be threatening Whitney. But when you were watching them have a go, you could even see the difference in like Whitney and Chantelle's faces, like. Chantelle's worried because like that's what she sees at home and then you've got whitney who was seeing him as protecting her and the little look she gave him i was like nope 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 nope." oh i
1: know i know i feel like that was such a good moment like you say because you got the two parallels didn't you where actually gray's like manner of speaking to women and treating women was like really dark there and chantel knows that when he's threatening he's sincere like he he doesn't like women he's very hateful towards women, especially women who don't listen to him and do as he says.
0: Well, I think Whitney got a bit of that actually. The next bit, because they take her home and he starts shouting at her about like how she's ruining all the hard work he has done, and he makes it all about himself yet again because he's not doing oh. it to be anything other than the hero in this situation and get all the limelight. Like he was shouting at Whitney, and I feel like that's when she kind of saw a bit of a bad side to Grey there
1: a glimpse. Sadly, I don't think it'll stop
0: her from going with him. No, I think Brittany's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. We'll get hints to that later on, which will, will oh, bring us, yes. yeah.
1: So then, Michaela doesn't take the, you know, the hint from Gray's threats. Certainly not happy with Whitney. Basically, portraying herself as what she thinks is a false victim, and so she begins to cyber bully wit.
0: That was weird.
1: That was so weird. I've got a few questions, Emma.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've got a few questions.
1: Question one. <laughs> how did she get every single person's, like, information? Yeah. Like, whether it be Instagram or, phone or something. How did she do that?
0: And if they're getting all the stuff, are they following her? And why would they follow her?
1: That is my question as well. Like, <laughs> We've got the same two questions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even if, even if she adds you. Like, you wouldn't accept. You wouldn't accept. You know how she is. She's got pictures of probably Leo with her. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, lovely, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Me on Mother's Day before Whitney Dean murdered him. Like, you're going to more like, oh, lovely. <laughs>
0: Double tap. Like for lovely like. pick, babe. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> like for follow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's just one of those k- accounts, goes right like to follow. I mean, it's either that she has no privacy settings at all, which is plausible because she's off that age range, isn't she? Um, but I don't believe that. I think she has literally added all of them. Because they even ding. Like their phone. This is what I mean. I've got so many questions. Their all phone the ding-
0: phones dinged at the same time. One by one. It would go ding 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 ding. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love it. I love the idea that everyone on the square's friends with Michaela. <laughs> we all look out for people around here. Except Whitney, because we all think she's an evil liar. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> think, why are they all following Michaela? This is so weird. Has Whitney seen what Michaela posted? One, well, no, because she has no friends with her on Facebook. She just murdered her son. I, I just keep added her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So it all started that Chantelle came to the door after Sonia had literally told Whitney to like get out of bed, just have a normal day. Everyone's looking out for her. Then Chantelle comes with the bad news and shows a picture that Michaela's Michael made but she's made it of like a press shot of Leo sat in rubies talking to, I think it was Whitney actually at the time <laughs> and then put another picture of Whitney and I'm like where did you get that press photo from yeah. Michaela?
1: <laughs> BBC just
0: keep <gave> it right
2: <laughs> I, love, I just love it this is so good
0: so then sonia's like mm, right oh maybe have a day in actually and she's like well you told me to go out no good, good advice son so sonia does her usual she steals
1: oh of course i mean we've all known Sonia's struggling financially at the moment isn't she so you know when she steals money it's not that much of a surprise she's desperate But what is with her kleptomania of objects? She's stolen (laughs) Bex's passport, Whitney's phone. What What next? next? What next? Ian's business? Like, (laughs) Ikra's business degree?
2: What else (laughs) is she going to (laughs) steal? Is she going to steal rubies? I love her to steal the business degree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just love her kleptoson. Like, I just love her.
0: You know what it would have made a better storyline at Christmas? You know when Martin Shedd was broken into and he was and he was checking yeah. for his burner phone? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it have been so much better if Son was just keeping it in a drawer in a room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just got a hoard of all that
2: stuff.
1: <laughs> 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 that's what Leo was doing up in the attic. He wasn't storing away up there. Sonia, just Sonia put him up- there. <laughs> Yeah, Sonia stole him. All those other objects around him, I think she's been picking up over the years. She's secretly a kleptomania.
0: You know what? Maybe he's actually still
1: there. I, I can imagine. She's probably definitely got his body, actually, doesn't she?
0: Put in a box upstairs. Yeah. Well, you never know, may come in handy for the memories and stuff. I want a spin-off, Son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm living for it because I also love the fact that she as Whitney's like just recovering from being locked up in jail. she's like get yourself out love get yourself out that'll cheer you up get yourself back to work what's this actually mean it is Whitney go to work pay the rent <laughs> yeah.
0: you're living here for free I'm not having that I love it I had like steal <laughs> from <And> Dot
1: not <laughs> even Nick from Dot now can't she no oh Dot's away in Ireland Father Dermot or Dominic Dominic. he goes by different
0: names depending on how we feel (laughs) (laughs) so Whitney does end up going to work and it means the rest of the square are spending their time trying not to tell Whitney that they can all see what Michaela's posting because you know they're all friends with her because
1: of course they're all friends with her (laughs) the most logical thing (laughs) just the you know that that's just what happens. Everyone knows Michaela, despite the fact that she's never lived on the square, um, lives very, quite far away, really. Um, yet somehow, they all know her very well, well enough to be able to say what she's supposed to. Not just say, but to receive. That's like, she has sent that to them because all of their <laughs> phones ding. <laughs> love it, love it. So yes, everyone's phone starts a-dingin'. The truth starts a-ringin'. Or at least Michaela's version of the truth and instead of just doing the normal thing which is to just go to it, oh that don't listen to her she's a nutter they all kind of stare at her <laughs> yes! make her feel really nervous and you know instead of like just either not doing anything getting on with their jobs or like just go go to her and tell
0: her there's like worry. certain ones crazy. pointing at her yeah it's so weird don't tell her her there, don't. Not not that one. No, no. But don't worry, Emma,
1: because we all look out for each other on the <laughs> squad. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll be here all week. It gets better. It gets better. They all sit there and congregate in the Vic and chat about it.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm surprised that Detective Denise wasn't there going, well, I'm oh, not, uh, you know, I can't well. gossip,
2: but well, well,
1: <laughs> well, you know, well, you should have heard what Michaela said about it, Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Just see yeah, her doing that, couldn't you? I love Denise. love, love Denise. Um, and as this is going on, Sonia has a little word with Max, doesn't she, over the bar?
0: Oh, yes. And I like liked. Good. I liked
1: what he said about, uh, Sonia, she has not got, this isn't about <laughs> running with scissors, this is about <laughs> stopping someone at death.
0: <laughs> it gets better later on. She Chantel's like, I just want to see her smile again. And Max goes, well, she's not, is she? She's a full murder charge.
1: (laughs) I love Max just delivering the like, the the stark home truths. Like, (laughs) you know, bringing everyone down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just honesty. Just absolute honesty. So Whitney walks in as well, because she's so suspicious of everyone just pointing and staring at her. But, you know, they all look out for each other.
1: They all look out for each other, man. No one judges. No one judges. That. <laughs> Don't you worry. No
2: one judges.
0: And she's like, well, what's happening? And she wonders where her phone is. So she asks on, do you have my phone? And Sonia's like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once more, Sonia was feeling like. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> Very loved believable.
2: it.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> she might as well respond? E know what does it look like? I've never seen it before in my life.
0: <laughs> like when uh, Sam just stole Bex's passport, and she's like, "You know me, Martin. I would never do anything like that." Known for fine <laughs> fact, like a month previous, Martin knew that she was stealing from Dot.
1: <laughs> exactly. I love, I love *Claptrap on. Oh, just best. everything. Just everything.
0: <laughs> Ruby decides. Honesty's the best policy and just tells her what's happening because no one else is. They're all like, "Um, well, oh, or just silent. So she's like, Leo's man's posting about you online.
1: <laughs> That'll make her feel better. <laughs> we all look out for each other on the square. And then we deliver heartbreaking and traumatic news <laughs> when people are really feeling low. <laughs>
0: So obviously Whitney is a bit upset uh, because she knows like, people have been hiding it from her all day and she goes home and she she just knows that if this is how people are reacting and this is what Michaela is posting, she's probably going to go down for this.
1: That's kind of her assumption. I mean, I'm still not so certain. I mean, looking at the crime, it's almost like Staircase, isn't it? Where the answer is completely obvious. Oh my like, God,
0: remember the Staircase? Hey,
1: that documentary. That documentary, Emma still legendary i feel like when i feel like when lockdown's over we should re-watch that whole thing we again. should
0: do a podcast reaction to that should not we
1: why haven't we done a podcast on like weird documentaries that we watch oh we i should know do that.
0: we watch loads would anyone like a spin-off of us just watching weird documentaries
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. that would be everything <laughs> the man who became a tree <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, back to anyway, the podcast. back on with the show.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Max, we digress. So Max comes in because he's been through, as we mentioned previously, he's been charged with something he didn't do. You know, that time everyone was looking out for Max.
1: Yeah, everyone was looking out for him with their pitchforks, their flaming torches, their judgments. Yeah, good old Warford spirit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So they have a chat and she asks about like his time in prison and he talks to her about how she should be strong and she's much stronger than he was. And he talks about how he wasn't popular, he was getting beaten up, but he had no visitors, felt forgotten. And that's when Whitney goes into how like how her life would be so different to what she wanted and she would have no family or kids. And that was like another hint again at mm. uh, <laughs>
2: the whole grey theory. Oh, it's so it's so
1: happening, Emma. We called it weeks and weeks ago. It's definitely happening. So then, Sonia checks in on her, and she just goes to check to make sure that you know Whitney's not done a backs or like you know ran off or something. She she doesn't want Whitney to feel too alone and isolated. I mean, to me, I feel like Whitney is already isolated and no one's no one's reaching her the right way. Do you feel like that, Emma?
0: Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, they're all there for her, but they're not They're not really... at the same time? Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, they're physically there for her. They're geographically in the location with her. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a disconnect.
0: I think, and... actually, seeing her with Max was the first time you've seen her sit down and actually have someone who cared yes
1: someone who cared without ulterior motives and interest in just helping wit like it feels like everyone else kind of just wants to help wit just so that this closes you know like yeah. this chapter just closes and i think it's where... more
0: of a case with when it's like when they all meet up in the vic and do it it's more mm-hmm. like oh yeah look we're showing our support with but behind closed doors do they actually contact her do they try and like do anything yeah. whilst max actually goes and talks to her about everything they seem to be more like, you'll be fine.
1: That is exactly it. It's like, you know, that old thing where like, you ask people how they are out of like common courtesy, but actually a lot of the time you don't really care how they are. <laughs> like, you, you know, you don't want the whole like, well, this year develop developed polio or something. Like, you don't want all of that. But that is like kind of how I feel like everyone's treating treated. Where at the moment, they're like, don't worry, things will get better. Right, I'm off for a cuppa. Like, it's kind of like that. I don't know, and Max, you're right, it was nice that actually somebody who understood where she was coming from in terms of being up for a murder charge was there to kind of be like, listen, you are way stronger than me. Um, You can do this. You can beat this.
0: Oh, when she was actually looking for the passport, when she was just saying to Sonia, like, yeah, fine. Was she actually going to take her actual passport? Because I don't really think that's going to work very well on the run when you're up for a murder charge with...
1: Yeah, I could imagine that that might be flagged up if you use
0: an airport. I think she needs to get in <laughs> contact with Phil, get a fake passport. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, like really early on in the podcast when we talk about how there's this one resident guy who just sorted out their passports.
1: Yeah, that that's who she needs to go to. Either that, or I'm sure Danny Hardcastle, aka Chicken, oh, uh, no. could could sort her out. Could sort her out. He could definitely get her a passport, Emma. Definitely. I mean, he smuggled a lot of
0: chickens out. No, a lot of I time. don't like
2: Alright. <laughs> 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 ah, that is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that this is what the gangster storylines do to me and I we <laughs> don't like destroyed over it.
0: <laughs> Johnny Allen gangster. Excellent. Great. Loved it. This no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's all right chicken (laughs) (laughs) so yes after all of the palaver of making sure like you know wits all right and wits planning obviously to do a runner we can already sense it coming she decides that it's only right that she writes a letter to the people who do care so much to her and do obviously care about her well-being so she writes all these letters just preparing her Farewell to all of them because I mean going on the run was so successful for people like Stacey um, and Janine
0: so she's going to send one to Callum Tiff mm-hmm. Mick Kat Sonia and Chantelle. so she's really not keeping the secret of going on the run very secret because that's quite a lot of households
1: yeah and I mean Mick also isn't really good at keeping secrets because no. I mean like he couldn't even help her with the body could he <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it was his idea for her to go to the party. And that's what Grey tells Max later on. Like, uh, That's still, a bit—that's still a bit of a struggle that she went and done this and went to a party. So maybe the letter to Mick was, this is your fault. All your fault,
1: Mick. <laughs> you said you'd help me and then randomly confessed at the end that you couldn't. <laughs> I love that bit where he just goes, I'm not going to be able to sort this with. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, so Max, um, unlike what he did last time he helped someone run away, he basically tries to convince Whitney to stay because it didn't work out for Stacy when he helped her run away. She obviously eventually had to face the music. And so he's like, actually, it's probably going to be better if you just stay here and face it.
0: And he, he does recommend burning all those letters that she's got in that bag that he takes off at have a look because he's a bit angry that she's decided she's going to go do a runner. And obviously, in classic EastEnders style, you know they're not getting burned. They're going in the bin and they'll be found. Of course.
1: Because why get rid of evidence that could be used against you in court or even worse, cause mass panic amongst your loved ones and throw them off the scent of your actual kidnapper? <laughs>
0: But Max has kind of a change of heart and ends up going and getting money for Whitney in a burner phone, so she can't do a runner.
1: Did he borrow it from Martin? <laughs> the burner phone.
0: It's from the shed. So Whitney gathers everyone at the pub, says her goodbyes, Max gives her the money in the burner phone and then Michaela's arrested for all of the abuse online and within like seconds of I getting that money, she hands it back because she's now staying because everything's great. However, It's not all great, because Michaela's waiting for her, and kidnaps her. (gasps) Cat's gone! But Cherry's been found! And she's been in a cupboard the whole time. (laughs) So, just like uh, what he's been doing for these reports, he's been hiding them, Tommy has also been hiding Cherry in cupboards.
1: Yes, nice little tidbit of information from... Big Mo. I just <laughs> love how that was dropped casually into the, the cupboard. Yeah, Tommy was always locked in cherry. Co- was he? It's the I've not seen that for about four years.
0: Did you see behind like Mo when Mo was saying that, that Tommy was laughing?
1: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Living his life. He's like a little um, demon
0: child. <laughs> I bet he's hid Hailey somewhere.
1: That explains it. Is she in the cupboard as well? <laughs>
0: I've been hiding their Hogwarts letters.
1: <laughs> She's just underneath the stairs going, No! No! Why would you like going? <laughs> oh, I love hearing. Whilst all of this is revealed, you know, like the shocking facts of Cherry being locked in a cupboard.
2: I have wondered where
0: she was. I have wondered. You've got Klepto, Son, and then Tommy locking people in cupboards. I love it. I love that. <gasps> Tommy could help Son.
1: Oh my god, yes. She steals,
0: he locks like... it away. She
1: could just give him it, and he just disappears into a cupboard somewhere. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect relationship there. <that. laughs> so, while uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's obviously hiding his bad reports in cupboards, and, along with Cherry and his other sort of relatives. Uh, <laughs> Jean decides that she's going to hold a funeral for an old friend of hers. No, it's not Daniel this time. It's her wig. She's finally ready to remove that wig and, you know, be done with it. She's like, that chapter's closed now.
0: I love when she said to Mo that she'll invite Shirley, and <laughs> Mo was like, if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And this was the birth of Cush's Angels. Oh! <gasps>
1: That was everything.
0: And it all stemmed from Shirley trying on a wig and thinking she looked like one of Charlie's angels. (laughs) Obviously, they all want a picture together. Kush comes in and takes a photo like a true pro. He knows you don't just take one. You take multiple shots. Exactly,
1: Emma. It's wrong when people only take one. Something wrong with that individual who only takes one picture. I don't
0: trust someone who takes one picture. You take multiple. No, me
1: neither. Me neither.
0: One picture, you might have your eyes closed, but on that second one, you might look great. Exactly. Mine was always my fringe. It was always in strange positions, and that would annoy us, but I don't have one anymore, so (laughs) I thankfully got rid of it before lockdown. So Kush takes his photos, he leaves, and he sees Tommy on the stairs, hating his life. He literally says that.
1: (laughs) I mean, are we all in that kind of mind frame at the moment? I was like, that's
0: such a mood right now, isn't it? It's such a mood.
1: That's literally the entire nation, isn't it? Just going, oh, I hate my life. Or like more, more apt. I hate that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> I blame her for coronavirus. I think this was a perfect way to stop people investigating the obvious crime of a mysteriously disappeared husband. <laughs> So, no, Tommy doesn't hate Carol Baskins. He hates his life because he's got a really bad report and has been basically having a bit of a rough
0: time at school, hasn't he? So, every time that Tommy goes to talk to Kush or Kush talks to Tommy, someone always walks in.
1: Oh, I know. It got, God, it got a little bit tedious, but I was like, how many
0: more times? So this time it's Shirley and she walks in and she wants to be taken home by Kush but <laughs> he, he politely declines and she puts a wig on him and the, Tommy has a laugh. Tommy's feeling a bit better there because that, that's quite it funny.
1: Best drag life.
0: However, Tommy does end up saying what what's happening to him, how he's feeling and he doesn't want Kush to tell Kat that He's not doing very well if he's English and he's getting bullied by some of the kids in his class.
1: Before we go any further, Emma, can I just bring up the names that he was called? Now, to me, I don't know if it came across to you, Creton Moon. Does that even sound, sound like something a child would say?
0: No, not at all.
1: No, take from someone who was actually bullied at school. I mean, I have to be honest, The Walking Dead was quite a quite an inventive one, but I don't quite understand where it comes from.
0: I didn't understand <laughs> that one. I didn't get that.
1: That one is confusing. I love <laughs> that we're dissecting, the, <laughs> di- <laughs> dissecting the, uh, the psychology of name-calling.
0: <laughs> what is behind the meaning? What
1: do they mean?
0: Um <laughs> no, serious, we're all there like, what does that actually mean though? What does that mean? Where did they get that from? When you know someone in the writing teams just had to sit and put names together. And we're yeah. like, but what was the fault behind that process?
1: Then, like, I loved it because, obviously, Tommy's taught him all of his problems, hasn't he? Like, he's, you know, he's, he's basically said, listen, I'm getting bullied because I'm not, I'm not as quick or I'm not not picking up yeah. um, the lessons as well as other people. And my report was, was dreadful. So naturally, <laughs> when he doesn't do his homework... Kush just lies and coughs up for him. I would be like, shouldn't you be kind of encouraging him? Like, you know, making the homework fun. I feel like Kush, love him, but like, that was a bit of a missed opportunity there, Kush, to actually help him with his homework rather than... Oh,
0: yeah, because like Tommy says, well, I haven't done it because it's Easter holidays, but I think Kush knows there's a bit more to it. Yeah. And rather than like that night where they were sat talking, he could have maybe done something there. He's just like... yeah. No, well, we're playing games. We're playing games. I'll just lie. I'll just lie.
1: <laughs> That's the Enders go to, isn't it? Like, <laughs> instead of actually helping the problem, just lie. Just lie. Is, I'll be back.
0: That is totally what happens to East <laughs> So during this, Jean gets a text from Stuart, who Kush calls Weird Stuart. That made me laugh so much. And he's like, well, don't get on the wrong side of Rainey. And Jean's like, no, not like that. <laughs> because Stuart has a surprise, which we find out is a box with something in. Now, Mo and Stuart choose the words, it's Daniel, to which Jean, who has saw so Daniel come back to life, pretty much. Uh, she now thinks Daniel might be in the box again. And she's like, don't do this to me again. Like, it can't oh. be. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's, he's not in the box. He's not there. Wrong choice of words. So um.
2: oh, sad. I love Daniel and Gene. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm <laughs> so not over,
0: my- But Daniel left her a piano. Someone called Derek.
1: I mean, Derek will be straight over. As soon as the piano's out, he's there, and he... Bring me <laughs> <The>
0: sunshine. I <sunshine.
1: laughs> can't do piano noises. So I'm just doing noises. <laughs> like, just doing the theme music. The instrumental with my vocal cords. Um, Yeah, Derek would definitely be on that thing. He loves a good piano. Our music man from down the lane. (laughs) What does (laughs) he he
2: play? Piano, 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 (laughs) piano, (laughs) piano.
1: So yes, our jokes of Derek aside, because I mean, we were living for the fact that piano turned up. Oh my god,
0: that that made our day.
1: Only me and Emma will be sat there going, oh my God, piano, it's Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Derek's going to just come out from around the corner. Pauline's gay best friend's going to come out from around the corner despite not knowing any of these human beings and play a piano.
0: Imagine (laughs) (laughs) though The iconic Christmas of 2016, if anyone wants to go and watch Derek play the piano. Oh,
1: please do, please do. It's the best thing in the world. (laughs) So, So after Jean, you know, started to enjoy her gift essentially she was she was like oh it's very sweet and then she decided she's going to try and learn how to play the piano as she was going through all this kush thought this is the time that i try and get tommy some help
0: kush has dropped tommy off at school and he's asked isaac to like keep an eye on him look after him but isaac's a supply teacher
1: he makes sound like he's a teacher, a full-blown teacher at that school. And it's gonna be there to be able to support Tommy, give him everything he needs. In reality, he's a supply teacher, isn't he? His time could be temporary, but he's very confident. I feel like there's something there's something a little bit off with Isaac, mm. and I don't know whether it's because of all the weird rumors and people theorizing on online and, you know, in magazines. You know, I feel like all those rumors that were flying around have have polluted my vision of Isaac. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just like, no, don't. <laughs> don't let him anywhere Yeah, Tommy. But it is nice that Tommy is finally getting some support from somewhere. The teachers around him are starting to, to think, at least, that perhaps he has dyslexia. Now, I actually am looking forward to this because it will be an interesting take on that Because I don't think we've had dyslexia as like a storyline that's been very well developed.
0: Yeah, we had uh, Liam, Bianca's Liam, uh, he had it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it being a big storyline. I remember them covering it. I would like to see how they'll develop it this time and where they'll take it.
1: I liked Liam's version of it. I thought it was very poignant, but it just kind of was a fact and then disappeared after a while where well, it will be more interesting if we see how it impacts tommy going forward mm. for a bit of a longer period of time maybe
0: and then gene and kush have a bit of a hot heart after all this and i know kush had said that he wasn't going to tell anyone what tommy had been telling him but rightfully so he does confide in gene and he says tommy's struggling um he's not telling cat because he's promised he's going to look after the kids and while Kat's away, yeah. he doesn't want to worry her. Is she with Stacey? Who knows? Or Haley. Oh, Haley. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> but Jean, I feel here, had a slight little dig at Martin. I love her. She said, Cush is a special yeah. man who sticks by them and any less of a man would have run a mile and they're lucky to have him. Now, if you think, Martin done a runner.
1: Oh, he did. He did, absolutely. And that he's never really bothered
0: with his kids at all since. Yes, and considering when he was Dark Martin and he was, like, having to go with Kush all the time about Arthur, now he never sees him.
1: Exactly. This is what annoyed me about that whole thing. I was just like, Martin's just completely lost his marbles. I don't know who this Martin is. Martin used to love his kids.
0: I'm hoping when Stacey's back, they bring back the Martin winnow.
1: Yes, good Martin.
0: The Martin who had family values. (laughs) Yes. Pauline raised him better. (laughs) Dark Martin better get that leather jacket back out. Keegan wants a loan. No. From a loan shark? No!
2: Not Dark Martin again. (laughs) (laughs) We can't, we can't, we just can't. I just, I can't.
0: No, nah, it's can't. too much. It's too much.
1: <sighs> I'm just going to need therapy after the summer. I'd, I literally, the quarantine is one thing, the lockdown is one thing, but Doc Martin.
0: Nah, no, that's too much.
1: That's too much. I <laughs> have to put my foot down. <laughs> and where's Tubbs? Like no one's seen him.
0: Where did he go?
1: It's so weird. I just feel like the reason why I'm getting so agitated about this as well, right? Is the only reason I'm getting agitated <laughs> like <it's> so <laughs> The only reason I'm getting agitated about this is. Oh. firstly, Keegan, did you not learn from your man that getting loans out will inevitably lead to trouble? Remember Christmas? Remember that Christmas where the lost stuff? You think because the loan sharks came and were like bailiffs, get the, all this stuff out, get all this stuff out. Come on, Keegan.
0: Yeah, Karen does them all the time, and
1: it always ends disastrously.
0: It was even part of like the Doc Martin and Ben storyline.
1: Yes, remember, remember
0: oh i can't forget connor i can't forget oh please
1: (laughs) please so even after that keegan's like nah i still want a loan honestly i just have to say the reason i'm getting thrown out is not really because of keegan's decision it's more because i know where this will lead (laughs) i know it will lead from keegan gets a loan too then Doc martin goes back into debt collecting and debt collects from keegan and then tiff ends up hating Doc martin Oh, oh my god it's all just to generate drama and i'm sorry i just i can't with dark martin
0: you know what would be just... absolutely worse than this if they didn't have that idea now and then you're like <laughs> oh it. you know what <laughs> dark martin can collect them <laughs> all the debts from keegan and it's then like they're like, of, hmm. like prophecy. <laughs> that'd be so awful
1: <laughs> i love that <laughs> 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 don't worry though emma don't worry because he doesn't get the loan he doesn't think you know what since i couldn't get a legitimate loan from a respectable bank i'm gonna to go to a loan shop no he doesn't do that he doesn't go to some guy who looks like he's done you know a few stretches in strange ways and lives down an alleyway like it goes to someone else
0: well, it all stems from a little chat in the cafe. So we pan to Chantel and Karat and a little flirt. Ooh. a oh.
1: Little little innuendo game.
0: I like how he offered to take her to the casino.
1: I liked how he offered to let her blow his dice.
0: But she only blows her husband's dice.
1: Ooh, I see. Oh i mean let's be real i'm just gonna be completely straight up here well not straight but you know just <laughs> to be honest just gonna be completely honest i would i'll blow both their dices oh uh. yeah <laughs> i don't know where this is going it's like i start uh, find me on twitter find me on instagram message find me them on instagram
2: only fans
1: free. find my only fans <laughs> yeah yeah next week don't worry guys got lots more content coming out there. uh <laughs> gonna start up in only fans emma's gonna be the photographer <laughs> i'm gonna be obviously the the model the star um and it's gonna be very tasteful gonna be very tasteful
0: um hey keegan you know, could do that for the money
1: i mean i would i i, I would i would definitely take a look at OnlyFans. <laughs> like him gray and everyone if he stand were just on it imagine <laughs> imagine if gray's um financial issues only got worse and he never got his job back and he basically was like, going to have to get my kid off and get on that
0: OnlyFans. <laughs> There's a storyline for you.
1: That's a business idea for Keegan. <laughs> I would invest.
0: I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs>
1: so, yes, after the little game of innuendo and flirty banter back and forth, Karat, he has something interesting,
0: doesn't he, Emma? So Chantel is talking to Tiff about her brother and Tiff's saying like how he's still upset about what's been going on and that he can't get any money and he's been looking at loan sharks. Karat, ever the gentleman, is there to help out. There to save the day. He decides that he's going to help Keegan out with some money so he doesn't have to go to a loan shark. And he tells Keegan how it's all down to his wife and that he should be thankful.
1: I think that is like such. It's such a great scene as well that like Karat kind of sees himself a bit in Keegan. I think I think he sees a person of colour who is not really given the opportunities or the chances that others are afforded. And I feel like this is his moment. He's like I get to not only help out someone who reminds me a lot of myself, but also I get to sneak a little sneak a little good points in with uh, Chantel. You know that old the old parable the Spice Girls used to sing. <laughs> If you wanna be my lover,
0: you gotta get, you with, gotta my get
1: friends. with my friends. I mean obviously family more than friends, but like, <laughs> you know, you can, you get the idea. Karat's onto that. He's like, Well, if I wanna get Chantel to blow my dice, I'm gonna to have to get with her friends.
0: <laughs> Isn't it funny? It went from Jag's fancy in Chantel to now it's like Karat and her
1: Yes. I mean, I feel like there was always those little moments, wasn't there? Like, we'd catch glimpses. But yes, definitely. Now Jags has, like, moved on with his life. He's with Habiba. They're going to have a family. Baby um, hags. Baby hags, yeah. It's all all happening for Jags. So I think he's kind of, like, lost interest in Chantel a bit. Yeah. He's he's kind of moved on.
0: I like how Uh, we're just saying that they're having a baby. Like, there's absolutely no confirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're
1: we're just... he was obviously feeling pumped and hyped about finally getting some actual support and then decided he was going to go home, you know, make amends. Uh, he was going to bury the hatchet and apologise to his wife who's been there supporting him.
0: And the best way to do that is obviously give your wife your brother's ring that he gave to his ex fiance,
1: Who didn't like Tiff.
0: Who Yeah, yeah. who Tiff perfect. didn't like either. Yeah, perfect idea. I love when she said, I hope she hasn't cursed it. No, Tiff. and Babe only curses things.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised, like, the ring's still intact. If I were... (laughs) Louise probably would have thrown it into um, the canal or something. She was so (laughs) angry with uh, Keanu.
0: But I think she would like a good piece of jewellery at the same time.
1: True, true. She wouldn't waste that.
0: (laughs) She wouldn't waste good (laughs) jewellery.
1: Yes, they make up. The ring does, does the trick. Um, butcher Baker, Candlestick Maker's back on. Yeah, because...
0: Uh, we kept hearing that, that name, yeah.
1: That's uh, that's your lasted, didn't it, guys? And so naturally, Keegan is excited to tell his wife his new idea, his new business idea. I mean, because the first business is going so well, but he's got a new business idea.
0: So we know Icra did get him the van, because it used to be in yes. the suits. Now as soon as he got the van, I just assumed that he would just be taking the sandwiches.
1: Like an ice cream van, but instead yeah. he got cheese and pickle sandwiches. <laughs> Denny's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> oh imagine if he made us that made that sandwich and called it the Denny. Oh he
0: should. That would have been such a good thing. That would idea. be good. However, he can't because he's decided, nah. That's not enough for me.
1: Nah. Sandwiches.
0: Nah, stuff that's so fast, yeah. Yeah, no one needs them anymore. It's all about Tacos and fajitas.
1: I mean, honestly, my jaw nearly hit the floor. I was like, You're struggling financially. Your first business barely got supported and isn't really that successful. Now you're thinking about moving on to another business that you have no skills in.
0: We haven't seen him make them or anything or even show an interest in them.
1: There is a big difference between making a ham and cheese sandwich to preparing South American cuisine, like from scratch sourcing all those ingredients what is he thinking about when he's doing this no wonder the bank wouldn't invest imagine that so guys Mr Banker just want to say I know I've got no skills I know I have no real culinary education but I have a can-do attitude and wait for it we're thinking sandwiches today but Mexican tomorrow (laughs) I mean, like, come on, who would have bought that pitch? No one. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Duncan Bantown. (laughs) But, I mean, Tiff obviously bought it. She was buying something.
0: Oh, nah, uh, nah, no. I see. Mm -mm, No.
1: Have you ever heard of the phrase, don't something where you eat? Well, got a new one. (laughs) Don't have sex where you prepare food.
0: I would hate to think I'd bought a tackle from Keegan and their butts had been in it.
1: After that quickie in the the van, do you when think... the hygiene record's clearly going to go down Yeah, to one... I
0: said, do you think they've like thought about the hygiene records and do you think they've actually thought about that'll need deep cleaned?
1: Well, I mean, I would treat that thing like it's got corona. Like you'd have to like deep clean it. You have to get the, like, really industrial strength disinfectant to get rid of the butt stains and, you know, <laughs> God knows what else. I mean, on You don't want to get pregnant off eating a taco, do you? Oh. God. It's
0: just I mean, wrong.
1: It's just so wrong.
0: That hygiene so- rating's going to be low. <laughs>
1: It'll be like, do you remember when um, you remember Joe Isaac did his uh, little sketch where he made a restaurant that was actually a skip?
0: I love that. I love Joe Isaac. He's... One of my favorites. Uh,
1: that just proves that actually they will give anyone um, business. Yeah, rights. true. So maybe Keegan isn't doomed, but it will definitely have a low hygiene record <laughs> or Low hygiene score. <laughs> One star. Too many butt stains on the walls. I mean, I've always been a bit dubious about those vans. I have to be honest, anyway.
0: I have, and I find it really weird. I don't know if anyone else has this. Off. It's just like down where we are. But our b q has one outside.
1: Oh, I've never trusted. That is suspicious. That is, who goes to a BQ, q right, and goes, do you know what, I could just murder a greasy burger.
2: <laughs>
1: no one, That's like an alien or something pretending to be human.
0: I wonder if people are sitting like, where did they live? <laughs> I think
1: they're a surveillance group or something. I don't believe that that's a real business.
0: <gasps> that is th- a good, yeah, that's a good theory. I
1: swear, Emma, I swear. I swear that is not legitimate.
0: Why would you need one outside of b and I've always wondered.
1: Oh, I've had a long day looking for, you know, hedges and (laughs) and plaques of wood and paint. I know what I need, a hot dog. I just don't get it. I don't see the connection between the two. Those bands are normally at like festivals, carnivals, like fun fairs. You know, places where there's a large group of people, why would they be doing it at b and I don't know. (laughs) I never see anyone at it. Oh, I
0: have. I have. have.
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't believe that's real. I think that's an optical illusion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'm seeing their reflection of them queuing inside, and I'm thinking yes. it's outside.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they just stepped out of the van for a little bit. That's what you were seeing. <laughs> Fans aside, back on track. You know, we always do this. We always like to have a little bit of a natter with yous. Um, so back on track. Keegan and Tiff kind of end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, don't they?
0: So they weren't actually at Vinny's party?
1: No. They were busy, you know, getting jiggy in the back of a sandwich van.
0: But then they decide, actually, yeah, we'll go. We're going to celebrate being married to each other again. So they got their best tracksuits on and off they went to that party.
1: Oh, as always, that's what you do, don't you? You get tracksuit bottoms on. <laughs> get your tracksuit bottoms on, straighten your hair, get yourself out that door.
0: But on the way there, Vinny's party took a bit of a turn. The police were called. I mean, there was loud music, we heard from Ruby, the woman upstairs doesn't like that. And Dottie was literally handing out drugs to people.
1: I mean, I do love it because, you know, she hates liars, but she's a drug dealer. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing worse than liars <laughs>
1: Nothing worse than liars <laughs> Not even drug dealers Nah, not even them
0: I love how people are freely going to the Panazars party, no one ever knowing, and I don't even think Lola remembers this happening, that she was kidnapped by them yes.
1: I as want to say, they're very civil for people who were threatening <laughs> and kidnapping just the other, the <laughs> other month. A few months now it was back in like October, but you know what I mean you get me drift guys <laughs> Like, I mean, does half a year constitute forgiveness to you? Like, I'm not sure that I would forgive someone for kidnapping me and threatening my child.
0: I love how all that kind of thing's forgotten. It's a bit like Dark Martin. No one remembers oh. them deck collecting anymore.
1: Days of Dark Martin, long since gone.
0: So, as Tiff and Keegan were walking to the party and all this chaos was coming. And everyone's running out, all sorts is kicking off because obviously Vinny doesn't want anyone in the house when the police are on their way. Police turn up in record time, can I Oh my God, literally, where did they come from? Literally, Vinny said they were coming and they were outside. (laughs) (laughs) So then this brick is thrown at the car, at the police car. Now this brick is thrown from one direction, not Harry Styles. (laughs) Or Liam Payne or any (laughs) of those any of those guys <laughs> maybe it was we don't know down with society <laughs> maybe they're just looking for their next comeback Woo! Yeah. For publicity that's how, that's how they're going to launch it a scandal maybe they threw the brick right maybe it was harry styles or someone yeah we don't know the mystery oh, man oh. behind it and actually if they pick up the brick they'll see a poster on and it's one directions comeback. oh that explains
1: so much that explains why the detective was so angry. He's clearly not a One Directioner.
0: Maybe he's not, actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: That makes sense. I mean, can we just talk about the fact that the detective turned up to a house party?
0: Right. That guy was definitely the one on Phil's case. Phil and Keanu's yes. case.
1: Yes! Like, I don't... Know I'm getting irate again. I do not understand how... <laughs> like, I don't understand. I, I go through these different emotions between like anger and like complete hysterics. Right. This detective was investigating the murder of Keanu. Then, when Keanu was alive, he was investigating his attempted murder. But now, clearly, because of all those failures, he's been put on to house parties. High profile detective who investigates murders goes to a house party. Called out to a house party that's had a disturbance, a noise disturbance.
0: <laughs> and of course, he knows Jack. That's just standard. Uh, standard.
1: Jack knows everyone in the police force. Jack is the police force.
0: <laughs> like, Grey is the law firm. So yeah, it came from one direction, the actual direction, not the band. And in the other direction is Keegan. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty simple. And you can yeah. see that any anyone would know. That the brick did not come from Keegan's direction. However, this detective, now I can see why he was taken off the case, because he's clearly not very good. Yeah, it's
1: clearly unhinged. I
0: mean, he clearly sees a brick be thrown from a completely different direction to what it was. And arrests Keegan.
1: I I just went,
0: what? It made no sense. I was like, literally, it came from the other direction. You have a vendetta here. That's ridiculous. The man is
1: obsessed with Keegan. Anyone who now doubts whether Keegan is experiencing racism needs to look at that scene and be like, oh, actually, yeah.
0: Tiff needs Jack's help. And Karen also thinks Grey should be involved because they are the law firm. They are the police. Yes,
1: the two pillars of society. (laughs) Jack and Grey.
0: So Jack obviously goes off to the police to go and see Keegan and see what's happened. And he talks to that guy. He was clearly not very good at his job because he says that Keegan came at him and he's got the footage. They suddenly lose the footage of where on earth that brick came from. That's very, very convenient. But Jack actually ends up believing the guy because he saw some footage, but the only footage he saw was when they were arresting Keegan and he had done nothing wrong.
1: People are going to have their doubts. Keegan especially is now going to have doubts about where he stands with Jack, because Jack's we believing in this racist police officer's corrupt lies about someone he knows, someone who's lived with him.
0: So Keegan gets out because actually there's no evidence that he threw this brick at all. Naturally, I did love the detective. Well, uh, if I'm wrong, I'll get my eyes tested. All right, a booking appointment, love.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's literally the next advert for Specsavers. You know where? <laughs> <laughs> to Specsavers is on like a roller coaster. <laughs>
0: we'll be like it's him again oh god not again but their day gets worse because Tiff has been hiding letters as we said when they started doing this they are illegally subletting it's not going to end well it is illegal it is guys Tiff claims they're homeless however (laughs) Keegan's mom is literally in the same building upstairs their
1: whole family is the whole family is. you lit- the only person who's not there is like because you know she's yes. a distant mother now. She's took a leaf out of Caleb. God knows poop. where she is. <laughs> not even her daughter's arrest was enough <laughs> for her to come back. Well, you know. <laughs> um, yes, so like you've got all these different family members, but apparently they're completely homeless. I'm like, Tiff, love calm down, have a cup of tea, pop round Karens, there'll be plenty
2: of room there.
0: However, there's not much room because <laughs> it's getting a bit all on top of them. They're not liking it. So Sonia offers if Tiff and Keegan want to stay there. But Tiff's made her mind up. She wants to stay with Uncle Jack. Sonia's like, but why? You'll have to sleep on the floor.
1: I mean, when you think of the people who've stayed at Sonia's th- the last few months. Like yeah, I
0: wouldn't want to be it, living there. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Leo died on that floor, Sonia. That might be why she denied that yeah. request.
1: And lived above a sister. So, yeah. like, you know, I probably would deny it as well. I'd be like, actually, love, no thanks. Uh, thanks, babe, but
0: nah. At the moment, at the moment, it's a crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Jack gets some pizzas on a Friday. So, that was Tiff's reason. Well, there you go. But Keegan's not too keen. Because, obviously, he spoke to Jack and he... He's obviously having a lot of issues with the police at the moment and he's being now arrested again for something he didn't do.
1: Exactly. I don't blame him. I feel so sorry for Keegan at this point. He's just being like racially profiled every other week now. Jack's just not like taking it seriously. It's really upsetting us with Jack.
0: So Tiff and Keegan obviously ask if they can live with Jack and Denise. And luckily, Denise is very much on Keegan's side and wants to help them and wants to actually get through to Jack that this is serious this is more about race than anything and Jack's obviously like, yeah but these are policemen and Denise is like well I believe Keegan
1: we all believe Keegan it's we just all Jack believe, at the isn't
0: we all believe Keegan apart from this one weird detective who is now a house party
1: yeah what is he <laughs> what is his status yeah what, what does he do what does he do Dresses in, like, you know, normal, like, clothing, like a detective would, but goes to house parties to investigate, <laughs> l- like, sound complaints.
0: I think we all know the real criminal here. I don't even think he works for the police.
1: I don't. I'm now convinced. <laughs> it's like those people in the burger van outside B&Q. They're not real. <laughs> Duh.
2: Duh. Da, 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 da.
1: Someone who's getting into the spirit of lockdown and just taking it easy, chilling around in someone else's kimono. It's
0: Callum. I love that. That was really funny when he just was worried because he saw Phil was coming and he just wanted to cover up his T-shirt. <laughs> he didn't mind that he was in his underpants. I just made me crease so much. I was just like, of all the pieces of clothing, <gasps> you could
1: have wrapped around yourself. That's why you've wrapped around. I just
0: love that. It was the first thing he picked up and he was just like, Oh, yeah, It was nice. so
1: silky, I thought it was a blouse.
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was a really fancy dressing gown.
1: <laughs> like some sexy lingerie. It's actually just dressing to impress Phil.
0: Oh. <laughs> There's a ship we didn't know we'd sail on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: palum. <laughs> sounds like some sort of like disease, doesn't it? I've got palum. Or kill. Kill. Maybe kill. So yes, um, Callum's in his sexiest, uh, you know, negligee.
0: Phil's just looking at him like, okay, right. So Phil wants to speak to Callum about Ben. And Callum says that he's got to do something for Stuart first. And he's like, I'll meet you in the Vic in a couple of hours. Now, I need a specific time there. Phil agreed to a couple of hours. But how would you know that is exactly two hours do you think Callum was just saying like a couple of hours, but it might be a few more? Like, how did he know what time to turn up?
1: Yes, I am so on your wavelength. I hate people who don't just give you the exact time of when they're going to meet you. When on holiday with my partner's family, same sort of deal. We're going to be coming in the morning. What's that mean? But what time? What time in the morning? I could be in bed when you turn up. <laughs> I could be dressed in my sexy lingerie when you turn up.
2: I'm I like, could be posting to OnlyFans. I, I might be on OnlyFans when you turn up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: be very niche following that I would have, wouldn't it?
0: By the end of this, if you haven't actually set one up, I think I'll be quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: that. <laughs>
1: My only fan is Emma.
0: (laughs) That's one friendship that's just a bit odd. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be those people on the documentaries. (laughs) Yeah. Also, back on track.
2: Back on track.
1: Bless your heart getting this... Get this podcast back <laughs> on track, Emma. Bless your heart. <laughs> Someone's got to do it.
0: <laughs> Who knows where this will all end up in the edit eh? <laughs> 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 so back on track, Phil and Callum, what were you meeting quite late, I thought? So what time were they actually going to the Vic? I know, because Phil made it sound like it was the afternoon. Like but it he was. Just turned up
1: at four. And like, clearly, it was much later because yeah. Callum was, was like. It was dark outside. Yeah, it was dark. It's not winter.
0: Callum was, was definitely dark. dressed for Callum's bed. was
1: dressed, well, barely dressed, in like clothes for bed. Yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering how late, how late is this?
0: I need I'm no more. i suspicious of this. Yeah. Kill <laughs> or Pallum is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> I think
1: all of Twitter would explode. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, think,
0: I think everyone would explode. <laughs>
1: I don't think I could watch you tennis if that happened, Emma. I think I would be sick.
0: You know what? We'd just have to leave the country.
1: We'd have to just leave the country. <laughs> leave this planet. I'm gonna leave this podcast.
0: That's <laughs> and end with him. Remember Doc Martin used to drive us to that? We'd be like, that's it then. That's it. We're, we're done, leave. we're leaving.
1: We're finished, we're finished. <laughs> <laughs> I did love their little like, catch up.
0: In yeah, the they did actually meet at a time they both knew about. So that's good.
1: Still a bit dubious on how that worked out, but you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Twin telepathy and perhaps, uh, but you know, they've done something. They know when to meet. Uh I do love their chats and stuff. I love their interaction because it makes us feel like Callum's like he's like welcomed. He's Phil really does like him.
0: I yeah. feel because Phil I, doesn't make this effort normally, so no, I think he does like him to actually do all this.
1: Let's just give it a fill as well. We have seen him grow so much since when, like Ben first came out. That man absolutely was not a supportive mm. father at that point. He had Ben's effeminate kind of mannerisms and stuff, anything like that, despised it. We have now seen him transform over the years. He has just said to Callum in this meeting, I, "Like I accept you, um, I'm you're good for Ben, you know, all these really positive things." And you think. Wow, like how is this the same man? But it is, he's, he's,
0: I'm very proud of Phil. I'm proud of Phil. He's
1: become a right little LGBT ally, hasn't he?
0: Good on him. So Phil, uh, in this chat, he's still the Phil we expect. Yes. And he'll ask like, is that offensive? Can I say that? And he also just drops in, I didn't like Paul. I
1: love that. <laughs> Firstly, just to dissect, he thinks that fairies might come across as offensive. <laughs> Just the word fairies. I'm like, no, it's only in the context of which it's used, Phil. Like, even basic understanding would tell you that. Like, it's still like you said it, like, in a derogatory way. Like, uh, but yes, I love that little confession. Oh, I never liked Paul.
2: I never liked him. Like, I'm
0: just like, what? He just likes to throw that in with a compliment, which is totally the Phil we know. Can't just say too many nice things. I'll just throw that in.
1: I loved it. I love that, like, he saw Paul as kind of, like, just a fling, even though clearly Ben did love <laughs> yeah. Paul as well. Like, that was his first love. Like, uh, he's just like, mm, nah, he wasn't as good for him as you are. I
0: love that. I love Phil accepting Callum. So do I. I love that Phil's a
1: Ballum fan. <laughs> like, that is just everything. And when he's not being nice to Callum and supportive towards Ben, Phil is talking to Shirley about the chance of getting the Vic
0: so we saw Sharon and Linda a few weeks ago talking about how her best memories were at the Vic Shirley knows that they're putting it up she thinks right I know who needs it because she saw Linda and Sharon having another chat and Linda was talking about how Sharon should really just go away have a holiday how is everything with Phil and Shirley caught a glimpse of Sharon on the way out and she went to speak to Phil and say look fix up for sale Sharon loves the place why don't you buy it for
1: Unfortunately, though, Sharon didn't want the
0: fic. No, Phil's trying. He, I think he wants back in there. I
1: hope he gets it. To me, to me, it would be a missed opportunity to have Mitchell and Watts behind that bar. That would be such a missed opportunity. It's a bit
0: like how we know Caden is Phil's. Because they wouldn't miss oh, yeah. a Watts Mitchell baby.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it's sad as well for Sharon. Because, like, the Vic... Uh, you know, like, as, as you say, Sharon loves the Vic. Sharon's always loved the Vic. The Vic is Sharon's childhood home. It's the place that she was most happy. but And also, like, she went through so much there as well. And now we've seen that, actually, she doesn't care about it. It's, it's meaningless. It's material to her. And that is so sad. Clearly... Denny's death has destroyed Sharon. But, as you say, Phil won't give
0: up. At this point, Shirley still thinks Phil's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And she tells Linda and Mick, who just laugh. They're like, uh, no. And she's like, you still are selling, right? And they look at each other like, hmm. So I don't know what's happening there.
1: I don't know either. I just hope. I'm just going to oh, say it here. Just like yeah. That. I just hope we don't get Mitch and Karen in there. I love them. I don't have a bad word to say about them. They're just
0: not right for the vic.
1: They're just not right for the vic.
0: Also, for two people who are using loan sharks, how are they going to get the vic? <laughs> exactly.
1: Like they don't have like a believable flow of income. <laughs> like if you can hear me, send us. Do not give them the vic.
0: Do not do it. You know what?
1: Or I will leave.
0: Leave the, the country. country. <laughs>
1: If that man gets in that bar, I swear I will leave the country.
0: Oh my God, imagine. (laughs) Will we stick to our word? Who knows? Find out when Mitch gets the vic.
2: (laughs) Do you know what I feel
1: like we need? I feel like we need a break. I feel like we need to get away. I feel like we should go visit some old friends. You know, what? I feel like Sharon did.
0: I'll call Michelle, who's now in Australia, (laughs) no longer America. Before Sharon rang Michelle to say, like, I want to get away, Yes. Phil had offered to take her to Barcelona or Paris. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about Portugal?
1: Where's Portugal?
0: Where? Is that on your list?
1: I suppose he probably doesn't want her to meet up with, like, Louise, though, because she's probably still a bit salty about the whole yeah. seeing <laughs> with that boyfriend thing.
0: <laughs> but I love how he saw it as a romantic break, not like she might need to get away because she's a bit distressed. She's just lost her child. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Typical, and also, she, she was looking at the photos of the guy who wasn't Denny again. Oh. <laughs> it was him. That was
1: everything the guy who looks like fusion of the two yes. Dennys.
0: very clever standards, yeah. very clever but also mm. i don't recognize that kid maybe it is <laughs> maybe i just i'm not seeing it maybe that I is actual like, denny with long hair but i just don't think so
1: i feel like we need like a new intro to standards where you know be like dr here where they used to show all the different doctors faces <laughs> like we just show like so Dennis,
0: oh my God, you know what you should do? You should have all the different Ben's, the different Peter's, the different yes! Denny's.
1: <laughs> and and I mean, you can't even throw the Doctor Who theme tune. That's a, a killer theme tune to begin with.
0: We should but do like, that. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh, and then all of a sudden you could just cut into like us theme tune. I love that. Let's make that happen.
0: I love when you keep going, dipping in now on Skype where the mic goes with funny. It sounded like you were Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> So before Sharon went off to see Michelle, she just said to Phil, she doesn't want the Vic and she just needs to get away. But when will she be back? And will she please take up the offer of the Vic? Highways to hell. That's right, it's Rainy and Stuart. <laughs> I love
1: me some radiant and Stuart, you know I do.
0: So Stuart's still upset that Rainey didn't say yes to the proposal.
1: I mean, I'm still upset. I'm still getting over that, Emma.
0: But Callum has some advice. It's Ooh. like, Rainy's not traditional. She'll like something a bit different.
1: Oh, Callum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How different it was. <laughs>
1: Oh, Callum, (laughs) what could possibly go wrong when you give someone such a vague
0: response like that?
2: (laughs) How, actually, from Callum
0: saying that, how did Stuart go, I know, I'll dress as a vampire, go in a coffin, jump out with her and propose?
1: Listen, vampires are very popular in the square at the moment. Look at Ruby and her vampire yoga. True, true.
0: Stuart, if you propose to Ruby, she'll say
1: yes. She would have snapped that up. She wants a vampire husband. <laughs> <laughs> so he decides. Callum's right. Rainey deserves a very
0: special proposal. But first, before the proposal happens, Stuart needs to organise everything. So he says to Rainey, I need to meet you at lunch. She's like, but it's lunch now. He's like, no, no, four o'clock. <gasps> I have issue with that, just like Rainy. Oh, Rainey.
1: I have big issue. Why
0: does he not just say that's tea time? What time do they function
1: on in EastEnders world? That is tea time. That is not lunch. Lunch
0: is like 12. No wonder Ruby's blooming yoga so late if that's when they have lunch. And now I imagine she's probably having tea at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> what time did Vinny's party actually start? When did Phil and Callum actually meet for drinks? Because there's no sense of time. I am confused. Huh?
1: <laughs> Time has it's been thrown into disarray. No <laughs> order, it's all collapsing. <laughs> i are mean, very sensitive about these things, especially about mealtimes. So Rainy pops over, doesn't she? At four. Just, just, at four, <laughs> because that's when all normal people go for lunch, four o'clock in the afternoon. End.
0: We'll have lunch in the funeral parlour. I'll be really concerned.
1: I mean... <laughs> Again, it's a another hygiene kind of situation here. There's formaldehyde, there's rotten bodies, there's lots of things going on in a funeral parlor. I don't normally associate with let's go eat next to it next to it. Like it it's just weird. <laughs> it's a bit like Keegan's, you know, sandwich shop also being where they sleep together. Like <laughs> you know, where they get a little bit naughty. Just wrong. <laughs> This wrong, but she does this. She's asked, she's obviously a, a, a loving girlfriend. She wants to support Stuart. So, whatever he's got planned, she's going to come see. So, she comes around at four. And what is she greeted by him man?
0: Only some wonderful music, some red lighting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Stuart in a coffin, who pops out and asks
2: her to marry him,
1: <laughs> dressed as Count Dracula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just he, love it he even had the fake teeth in as well and the blood like
2: he, <laughs> the even blood.
1: Went to the, like he actually did those little, like you know when you were like a kid and you were dressed up as a vampire you put the little like lines yeah. of blood down from your mouth that is literally what he was doing as well i just loved it every minute of that proposal
0: rainy ran upstairs she was not amused
1: i mean i would be a little bit frightened if someone jumped out of a coffin and oh was- i
0: know I mean, that is a funeral parlor, after all.
1: Exactly, it's like a corpse come to life.
0: <laughs> she said she wanted classy and tasteful. And Stuart's talking about how he didn't deserve her. And that, because they're now talking through a door, like, arguing but not arguing. Yes. <laughs> Rainey was actually winding him up and loved the proposal.
1: At that point, I was like, oh, Okay. Now we're back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit taken back because at first I literally thought she was being serious, that she was fuming with them.
0: Same? I was just confused. I was like, I genuinely believed she was angry. <laughs> yes. So she says yes, and then Callum's so happy for them, but he reminds her, You've got to get divorced first.
2: Mm. And then he asks, oh, yeah.
0: How did Max take it? And Rainey's like, Oh, because they haven't actually asked Max.
1: No. But they're going to have to, and they do.
0: Well, firstly, they're chatting in the morning about all of this, and they're sharing a single bed, which I don't know why. They've lived there for a while. Get a double. Get a double. Get a king. Get a super king like me. They're talking about how they should name the funeral parlour if the Cokers ever give it to them, even though I don't even think the Cokers know them to work there, that they should name it Highways to Hell.
1: Is that not just everything?
0: That is the best
2: name.
1: I mean, it's like you say, though, I don't know if like, they never, ever reference the fact that, like, clearly the Coke has never vetted these people, never okayed their hiring. They it, just walked it off the street and straight into a job.
0: Yeah, because they hired Jay and they hired Callum. Yeah. They've not hired the other two. That was all on Jay's part.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So Rainy then goes and asks Max for divorce, but Max is just saying no to an her. I don't know why. I don't know why you can't just... It's not like they're a couple anymore. How do you feel
1: like they were really a couple? Like, I kind of think they just had casual bed hopping, like friends with benefits or something. Like, I felt like it was more like that than it was a, a loving relationship, someone that they, you know...
0: Well, what happened was they married just to get custody of baby Abby. They weren't in love or anything, but then yeah. they both kind of had moments where they liked each other, but then... They slept with other people and then nothing really happened.
1: Yes. This is what was so confusing. So it was kind of like Uh, a business
0: thing. So they might as well just get divorced.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand (laughs) Max's reaction.
0: No. I really didn't. And then Rainey calls Ruby Rosie and says like she can marry him if he grants her the divorce. And Max talks about how Ruby doesn't want to get married. And then Ruby's angry and like, I can't believe you. Like Why did you not just divorce her? And Max says, well, I don't want Stuart near Abby. Stuart's unhappy that they've not been granted the divorce. So he goes and has a go at Max and says how much Abby means to him. Max calls him ape man. Ape man? Then ends up granting them the divorce anyway. So Rainy is now free from Max. Max is now free from Rainy. What's going to happen with baby Abby? I'm so confused as to who's now in custody of her. I
1: just love how fickle everyone is. I just look, no, I hate you. You're a bad influence and you're definitely dangerous around my daughter or my granddaughter or whatever. But, but, actually, you've changed my mind, you? you can have your divorce. It's like Ash and Akra's moments where they were like back and forth. You know, she's horrible at me. She's dead control. But don't you dare say anything. She will text me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like three different people writing their scripts <laughs> for like that one scene <laughs> so who knows what will happen
0: we'll have to just wait and see when will the wedding be favourite scene of the week is Prince William on the big night in saying it's hell without extenders <laughs>
1: <laughs> it so is. It so is. Yes. I'm the Vice Oh,
0: future king. <laughs> We're in safe hands. We have the royal seal of approval.
2: Favourite scene of the week.
0: Now it's time for this week's and Dan. And it goes to one man and one man only. We don't know his name. We know he was formerly a detective. Now he <laughs> attends house parties with noise complaints. Yes, it's him. It to... <laughs> like, what's his it name? It just has
1: to go to him. I don't know what his name is. I just call him the racist, corrupt police officer who was formerly a detective, now is a sound complaints officer. I don't know what he is.
0: Did we even know who he was before any of this?
1: No, I don't even get who he's meant to be. Who is he?
0: Who is he? Who is he? Where did you find him? Now it's time for Hero of the Week. And he's, he's done it again. This guy, he's been it a few times and it is Cush. Yes. Cush. It has to be Cush. He's like heading up the slaters really at the moment. He's doing everything. He's helping everyone.
1: I think Cush is a little bit underestimated a lot of the time. Yeah. He does, he does do a lot. It, like it might be behind the scenes, but he is very supportive, whether it be with Cat or any of the other slaters. He has been there for everyone. You know, sometimes he's fixing a fridge topless and we're all thankful for that. Other times, he's, you know, looking after the kids.
2: Da, 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 da,
0: now it's time for the ratings. And this week, we'll be rating out of Cushes, as Cush was our hero of the week. And we're going to give this week three Cushes.
1: I mean, it has to be three Cushes. It was a kind of middle of the road week again. Um, and even the stuff that kind of expanded it, it, it didn't really all come together cohesively few episodes though
0: i think as well obviously we're getting it over two weeks now and that would have been a week of episodes yet it felt like they were disjointed anyway even if they were yes. in the week together
1: yes absolutely it's a few good episodes oh, yeah, yeah. a few good moments but like overall like you say it was weirdly
0: disjointed this week's episode was sponsored by highways to hell
1: do you want a wedding that's full of monsters Perhaps you just love the thrill of being chased by a vampire. Well, if you do, call Highways to Hell.
0: We also do funerals. Hope Hope you enjoyed enjoyed the fireworks.
1: fireworks. Good night. (laughs)